Hello and welcome to episode 311 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, and this is a very special edition on the day after England have won at a World Cup. Um, Won't make any apologies, I'll just make maybe some (laughs) amendments to the terms and conditions, um, if that makes any sense. We've been out for the England game today. I won't say completely cooked, moderately cooked, maybe closer to the mark. So hopefully the pod will still flow smoothly if any questions are asked. And that is the reasoning. We've watched England beat Iran. We've watched the Netherlands defeat Senegal. And throughout the course of this podcast, we're going to have the Wales-USA game on. But that game will probably be still going on by the time we finish here. So anyway, well, that's your first question. How are we doing today? Oh, we're doing fantastically, aren't we? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean, we both did significantly better than we normally do for this podcast. Yeah. Um, Jack, it is his girlfriend's birthday today. I don't know if that was an excuse or if that was really it the seems a good one. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty good one as far uh, as they go. Alex was actually working during the game. I think one of the few people I know that were working during the game. I mean, he didn't message during it. I don't know if he was watching it sneakily. I don't want to throw him under the bus if his boss may. Alex Jones, he feels very Welsh, doesn't he? He feels so Welsh. Yeah. He might be watching this. He might be watching this game. I'm sure he used to tell me he was a different nationality, but... He should be, really. He should. If Wales had a run, I bet at some point on this podcast, we would have a revelation that um, Alex is Welsh. I'd- uh- I mean, Guarantee we, it. we used to have Cam on here and his NFL teams and NBA teams would change to about six. Yeah. He mean, pretends to be Scottish every now and again, doesn't he? I think yeah. he's American yeah. for this World yeah. Cup. So yeah. Hey, fair play to him. Maybe he's going down that avenue. Decent gig if you can get it, maybe when it comes to the Olympics. But hmm. as for a World Cup, I'm not sure you no. shirk England to go down that avenue, but maybe there's ulterior no. motives. We do still have news of the week. I was up late last night trudging the world's <laughs> newspapers to come up with whatever we could find. It turns out there has been some things going on. So um, we'll start off with some somber news. Oh, no. Texas man falls to his death after dancing on top of moving 18-wheeler passing under bridge. <laughs> That's how he would have gone, I guess. He would have wanted to. I remember a kid at school who claimed, I think he claimed it was his auntie, which maybe made the story seem more realistic because it wasn't like a male. He claimed that his auntie stuck their arm out of the car on a motorway and the car she went past and took it off. Oh, Jesus. But, I mean, that could just be a primary school tale. yeah, yeah. It's possible, though. It's a good tale. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you had lost your arm in that way, would you tell someone that was the reason? Yeah. What is the better alternative? Because well, you know sometimes the problem. you do something stupid. I had diabetes and I lost my arm. Is, is that better? I don't know. Well, you know something? You do something stupid and you like admit to it because you mm. kind of claim the joke as your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in front of it. I feel like for that, you can maybe get a few good runs out of it and then you realise everyone behind your back is going, this fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you how they lost yeah, their arm. Yeah. Problem is, if you lie and then the driver reveals how it happened, you're in trouble. I never thought about it till a year ago. I remember, I think one of the clothing brands, maybe it was Kanye, 
saying that there isn't enough clothing for amputees. There probably isn't, is there? Probably isn't. I was going to say cut the sleeve off, but that, I don't know that, how much difference that makes. <laughs> you just got a hole in your shirt. Do you like stitch up the sleeve? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't you think put like helps, a hairband around the sleeve. If you only have one sleeve, does that help? I don't know sure that helps. I feel like if it was tied up, it would be better than it just dangling down. Mm, maybe. You like wearing a, sort of like a, clo- a piece of clothing that's too big for you. <laughs> I was going to say a bra that's too big for you, but I mean, hopefully I never get to that point. And I can't say I've spoken to anyone that has been in that position. Give it time. <laughs> what you think I'm going to be like the bloke in a dodgeball depends how well the dodge the um, World Cup goes yeah. <laughs> we might have a wild one big bet here and we just lose all control <laughs> man who ate 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days says it felt like the right thing to do <laughs> <laughs> this is why Rory's not been on the podcast <laughs> Timmy Spatchcocks <laughs> <laughs> for one I don't know that's the right thing to do by the way in what way what do you mean if that's the right thing to do how, how many for who how many chickens do you have to eat before it becomes a headline <laughs> like do, is if it's man who ate seven rotisserie chickens in seven days is that a headline at what point does it make what was the original headline sorry oh, sorry, I got lost he ate 40 in 40 days oh um, Nah, I think that's okay. It's all right. Yes, yeah, so what I'm saying. At what point yeah. is it a headline? Well, this was obviously a headline. Yeah. Is my so issue. I'm saying if it was twenty, is that still a headline? No, 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 no. You've... So at what point? A gym 40... lab would go, "Wow, that's protein." Isn't so it's it? the forty so days and forty nights. That's yeah. where it yeah, becomes yeah. whole chickens. <laughs> so usually you get this in like a film, and it's just some like ridiculously good-looking bloke. Mm. Who's like, oh man, I, I this, can't, I can't this have isn't going to be that. I can't have sex with any of these beautiful women for thirty days, and mm. you get a ninety-minute film out of this, where inevitably he has the opportunity on the thirtieth day, decides not to, and it's because his one true love is on the is on the thirty-first day, Confirmed. waiting for him to make all this be worth the while. Forty rotisserie chickens in forty days. It's good I going, mean, isn't it? I mean, it's probably an easier. It's great going. I don't know how your bars will deal with 40 chickens in 40 days. I mean, what are we doing to the chicken? I mean, you probably mix it up, surely. Depends what you're doing to the chicken. <laughs> Sounded like <laughs> we've gone to 40 days of 40 nights film and he's just working his way through chickens instead. He's John getting Tuck- desperate and making curries out of it every day. Well, that was a different direction to where I was going. I've got John Tucker must die and he's ironed up chickens by the end of it. <laughs> uh Hello Fresh accused of using coconut milk obtained from monkey labour. What? <laughs> Where's it coming from? I've heard all about work- in that labour. I've heard all about workers' rights in the last week, <laughs> and the silence around monkey labour is deafening. Deafening. Have you seen any of them talk about that? No, cowards. A lot of them. I've got an update on one of last week's headlines. Uh, the Wisconsin nurse accused of amputating patient's foot without permission wanted to display it at a taxidermy shop. 
<laughs> I don't think that helps her. I'm not sure it's helping her. Uh, some sports news. David De Gea left a Just bit moving past surpri- that. Fantastic. <laughs> left a bit surprised after Spanish FA mistakenly congratulate Manchester United <laughs> star on international <laughs> retirement after missing out on the World Cup squad. This is so good. <laughs> so I remember being at a job and there was someone that was shit at their job. And I guess you never really realise until... I guess until you see it happening, how hard it is to get rid of someone that mm. it doesn't not do their job is just shit at just their Just terrible, job. yeah. Just bad at it, yeah. And they probably wish they could just send a happy retirement. <laughs> <laughs> David Dehaye. Fair play. The difference being at a regular job, that's someone in their 60s. You go, wow, you've probably had a good run. Whereas this is a man... <laughs> He's in his first. Probably he, overdue. Yeah, yeah, it is overdue, isn't it? Um, he probably thought he's the second best keeper. Yeah, at the very least, yeah. he probably would. My favorite headline of the week: Disney has filed a patent for a roller coaster that jumps off the track and flies through the air. Do you want that patent? Do you, do you want mean, that work? Some member of staff has been playing roller coaster tycoon. And has for, and has probably a scientist has confirmed that this is possible to do. It feels very Jurassic Park. Yeah. So, like scientifically, you can get everything right so that every single, or I guess ninety nine point nine percent of the time, this ride goes on. No one dies. It's going to jump off and onto the next track, or however it's going to go. I'm still not sure, but then I guess maybe once the first one works. Can you remember? The, can you imagine the first time a loop the loop was put in a theme park? I was going upside yeah. down. Christ. Is that the point? <laughs> I don't know. No, but I mean, that worked. Yeah, 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 it did. I remember playing a game. Did you ever play this? It was called like Line Rider, and you could play it at school. And you essentially, you drew a line, and some guy dropped a little stick thing, dropped, and it would basically like ski down your line. We're really aging ourselves. Yeah, and you Jesus. could draw and it would just go there and you could do a loop and see if it would go around or it would go flying off and they would... We started you know, games like that now, don't we? Yeah, which is a weird thing. Whatever. Someone, that's what I said, someone was probably definitely playing a game like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is, they were in the right boardroom <laughs> and said, <laughs> I don't mean to be too outraged. Has anyone thought about this? <laughs> Uh, Arizona middle school students found their teacher's OnlyFans account including X-rated videos filmed on school property. Oh, God. We've already spoken about how, as a supply teacher, or even as a teacher on the first day, you can lose a class and never get it back. Hard to get the dressing room around, doesn't it? Can you ever get a class back? Does it make any difference... If the teacher was fit or not. Yeah, oh, it makes a huge difference, obviously. I mean, even in terms of, like, the respect of the class. So, what? You're trying to say if she was fucking butters, be like, wow, she's just trying to earn a living. Is no, that what you're I, trying think, to- I think the other way around. I think from, be- I mean, from being at an all-boys school, I think if you had a fit teacher... Students almost, I would say they showed off less 
if I was to put this into science, like it was almost like they were trying to impress that teacher rather than make that teacher's life a living hell. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I don't know if it would make a difference in that Trying to be a bit more mature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 13, but honestly, obviously, I'm I'm (laughs) very, very mature for my age. promise you. I actually remember our form tutor. So looking back now and there's no way of saying these things without sounding <laughs> piggish but like there's a difference between being like fit for a teacher yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean fit and in yeah. terms of like teacher level this was the fittest teacher in the school and I remember one of the PE teachers coming in and trying to ask out our teacher, oh, I God. guess, thinking that the pressure from the lads in the background oh, God. would help get her to say yes. Ugh. And she didn't. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. And I guess, like, <laughs> if this was in, like, a film, it would always be the PE teacher doing this. Yet to meet a PE teacher there wasn't a massive twat. <laughs> yeah, that is problematic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, in this instance thankfully things prevailed and I remember my brother joining the school and his teacher was fitter than my teacher and that was just <laughs> it was like it well was that like, was nice that they had a bit of continuity they just kept getting fitter as it went on the teacher he had briefly looking back I mean I would need to see <laughs> I've caught myself and I was going to say I'd need to see now to judge <laughs> But she wasn't even teacher for his teacher. Like, this would have been like... It's a good job we're an audio podcast, not a video podcast. I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm pondering... That sounds like... You look too excited about the prospect of your brother's teacher than you should I be. I mean, the way you said it was like I was sitting here half-masked. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she was Irish as well, and that was a big thing with that. I give you a plus two yeah. points. Jesus. And I think the first day any of us saw her was on one of those activity trips. Even better. So she came down in a wetsuit like Lara Croft in Tomb Raider. (laughs) Really, she's unlocking some memories. I wonder what she's doing now. I think, and then I think, from memory, she got asked out by the same teacher. He kept going. Who also said no. Jesus. So, God loves a trier. I think is the phrase. Yeah, yeah. Just kept going. Um, but no. Then I don't think OnlyFans was around then. So. Damn I don't shame believe for any of our teachers were, were doing that. She deserved better. Yeah. So anyway, on to the football then. England won 6-2 against Iran. I think in my predictor, I put 1-0 to England. I think last week I described us having to battle like the dirtiest low block we could ever imagine. Sufferable. And, I mean, the game could very well have gone that way if Carlos Quiroz had had his way. I don't know how much the changing keeper made. I don't think... It's never good if early doors... No, no. Your keeper is getting clocked. And... By his own player. Yeah, so he goes off 20 minutes in. And I mean, he'd already gone down twice before then. So it was like five minutes in, wasn't it? Yeah, and we'd already made a good attacking move before that as well, haven't we? So we'd already sort of got into our flow, if you will. So we had a corner early on. I'd put an acker on... Harry Maguire to score under four goals and then doubled it up with a single <laughs> on Harry Maguire any time. I was convinced. I was convinced this guy was going to find the back of the net. 
your um, your loyalty looked well placed as well. It, it did, and it's not so much loyalty as disbelief that this guy's stock has dropped so much that people will now say he's worse than Eric Dyer. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair. We're watching USA Wales. Is it one bloke's job to just find fit people in the crowd? Like, <laughs> what qualifies you for that job? In fairness to him, if he if it is his job, he's done a remarkable one because it's it, some bloke it's incredible. with a pair of binoculars that just has to look around. I mean, he's picked him out. Is it sometimes you have a rough day and you just have to tell the direct? I'm sorry, I'm sorry that, that Slim Pickens in this stadium here. Which you do get sometimes where you'd be usually like a South American team and they'll be like a fit Mexican player. Yeah, and they'll just the, keep going back and the back. The 2014 World Cup where the cameraman was just having a fucking field day in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> just, just picking out every fucking Unreal. woman in there. Um, so yeah, keeper goes off like five minutes in. And then... I wouldn't say... There, was, there wasn't even really a moment in which I felt we were being frustrated... No, no, not really. It just felt no. like matter of time. And maybe it was because it was still... Maybe if we got to like the 60th minute, we'd have started to question. But some of our games, like the opening game we had in 2018, where we conceded a penalty after scoring early, and then Harry Kane scores it late to get a winner. It didn't even feel like that. It felt like this was just a team that was a significant amount of levels below us. Yeah, it, it felt too easy, didn't it, really? Once we got that first goal, I don't think you felt any jeopardy. No. After that, um, after the Bellingham goal, I, I think yeah, okay. we all felt it's a formality. It came out last night and I think... Bear in mind, in the halftime analysis, Rio and them were saying, just rotate the squad. You think, yeah. That felt almost supremely disrespectful, but they're not wrong. But- no, it came out last night and... I think we've spoken previously about the kind of ethics of teams being leaked and particularly mm. leaking your own team, mm. uh, your own nation's teams, but it's going to happen the whole way through. Yeah. It came out and we were playing a four and it looked like a four, three, three. And I think in principle, it was, it looked like more of a four, three, three than a four, two, three, one. It didn't feel to me like Mason Mount was hanging in the 10 position more than he was in an eight position. No, no. And Bellingham certainly felt more advanced than if he was kind of supposed to be level with, Declan Rice. Even Rice had a little freedom, really, for for that position. Yeah. How were you feeling yesterday when you saw that? Because for, I mean, complete transparency, I think I've said on here, I think I've said on Twitter, anyone picking their own England lineup with anything but a 5-2-3, I'd say was idiotic because he's been playing that the whole way through. What was the point in doing anything different? Yeah, the, the difficulty is, isn't it? We've just had a really good performance with that. Will he take that into the next game? Or will he go, well, USA and the Wales are a, a bit more difficult than Iran, but they're not knockout difficult. So it, where does he fall, I guess, with it? Because feasibly, we could play four at the back against both of them, but then revert to the five at the back in the knockouts. And then you've got a very difficult situation, haven't you? Because he's going to go, okay, I'm reverting, reverting to type. But we haven't played this for however long. But then even if we top the group, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, we've mm. still got two games and we'll see how good these two teams are now. Yeah. I think you said last week it would be Senegal, Qatar, or Ecuador. Or Ecuador. Yeah. Looking at how that first game went. I'm so 
you would say then that's a that's a team you play four at the back against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then we're going to be straight to the quarterfinals, and you go, is this the first time we play five at the back? I I, I don't know. It's- Does it help now that maybe he's seen we're competent in both systems that he feels he can back and forth it? In theory, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we haven't seen it in a tournament, have we? We've seen well, we it in did. games. We haven't seen it in tournament format. I mean, we switched, didn't we? We switched during the last tournament. We switched from a four to a five when the Germany game came around. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he thinks that that would work again. I'm not so sure because a lot of the personnel is the same, particularly from what we expect to be starting. We'd imagine Carl Walker and Calvin Phillips will play some minutes before the end of the group stage. Yep. yep. Madison, the way Southgate's speaking was like we'd basically written him off for the first game and he'll play at some point because I was questioning well why don't we just switch him out now if yeah, he's not going to be fit yeah so maybe that I is I wouldn't the be way. surprised if he doesn't play any part of group games which is a bit weird but I, I wouldn't be surprised is there a case that when you lose Carl Walker and you lose Calvin Phillips then if his hands weren't tied they certainly he was forced pushed his yeah, hand yeah, to say yeah, we'll yeah. go to the four potentially yeah yeah, I think that's probably on the table. Yeah, if if Walker was available, would he have gone with the three? Well, because maybe something, something for me was when the team came out yesterday. The name that was really harped onto was Saka for one, which is aged like milk. Where people it's made it's been made Weird. into a Saka or Foden thing, mm. and it's like, well, let's look at this guy on the left for a start. It's a bit of a straw man argument, though, isn't it? Because people go as they often do with England, where it's who's the better player, which. I think it's a, a close toss-up. I would go with Saka myself, but I, th- I can acknowledge it's an argument, yeah. but it's who's the better fit. And I think Saka wins that argument pretty hands <laughs> yeah, down. I don't yeah. think that's a, I don't think that's even really close. No. Evidence today. But, and then the other one was Mason Mount, mm. where I think, I mean, anyone, and I say this after talking about the th- four and five thing, anyone with any attention that's been paid to previous Southgate selections knew Harry Maguire was going to start. Like yep. it wasn't worth wasting your energy on. No, no, agreed. Um, I think most of that back four was. So Mason Mount was the one that people. Oh, why is he in here? And people are still same, doing the same argument, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. If you paid any attention to Southgate yeah, team, people are still doing the. Well, I can't feel Foden playing there, and it's like, well, because he doesn't play there any other point. I mean, you would say the I same would have liked to see him there. For, for what it's worth, I think that is that's interesting because with with Rice and Bellingham sitting and Foden having a degree of freedom in front of it, I think it would be interesting. But I don't think we're ever gonna give that player in that role that element of freedom that Foden probably needs. So maybe Mount in a more slight restricted role is probably more sensible. Maybe it makes a difference between whether he considered it a four three three or four two three one. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you're right. in the four three three, I think. Mount's played that for Chelsea with some regularity this season. I think most of us, Southgate, maybe late to the party, saw this guy isn't a winger because at least with Foden, he's got he's not got explosive pace, but he's got a level of explosion about his play. Mount is kind of steady, feels like an insult, but you you can have good, James Milner's a steady player yeah, and he's made a yeah, career yeah, off being yeah, a steady player, yeah. but that's not what you want on the wing in a team like this. I was I. I've, I think I may have said it on the pod before. I, I don't know why I refer to him as the as the reference because there must have been countless between. But Foden's got that Wilshire thing where he can just drift past people. It's like it's not that he's fast, but over that ten yards, he's got it. I meant yeah. in the hundred meters, it'd stink. But 
is she over there ten yards? He can just drift past you. Maybe it's because they're both left footers. I, I don't know. It, it feels like almost a lazy comparison, but he can do that, yeah. and that's why I would like to see him in that role. He doesn't really get it for C. He doesn't get it for England. I would like to see him because I'd like to see it because in I would rather him play on that front rather than on the right of the three, for example, in the Saka role where you yeah. go. Well, Saka's obviously a better fit for England. Yeah, for even that if role. Foden's off the left, like and mm. with yeah. the the Wilshire thing, if you remember. Every time he come back from injury, people would say he needs to adjust his way of playing. Like that's an easy thing to do to completely change the way you beat a man. And I think I said on this point, you really have to go back on the podcast, really. But I always felt that Wilshire was a ten who was being forced to play deep, and because of for Arsenal, you had a bit, you had Ozil there, so he's like, well, he's not going to play his role. And for England, we had the same thing. It was like, well, no one's going to play deep and, and play the ball from it. But that wasn't really his role. If you if you had him on on the ten roll, he could drift past people and play the final pass. He was a lot better at the final pass than he was at the if you, if you want to do it the Shabby Alonso pass where it was sort of from deep switch defense to attack long ball forty yard diagonal. He didn't he could do that, but not even to the same level as someone like Alonso or someone like that would do it. Even, Whereas he could do a lot more in that ten roll, but he never really got utilized. No, that, I felt well before Urzel, you think. If you had him further forward, you took away Ramsey's late to the box runs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And fair, I fair. bet I don't have the stat in front of me. I bet the stat of the amount of games those two played together would be horrible. A lot less than people would think yeah. as well. I imagine. Ram, I mean, yeah. Ramsey spoke when Wilshire got the job as the England uh, as the Arsenal under 18s manager, and said, "Well, you could always see that kind of mind in him." And he said, "Maybe people would maybe not associate that with him." And he said. But we actually spent a lot of time on the sidelines together, so I, bet, I, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I know what his thinking was. A lot of time in the jury room together. Yeah, yeah. One of us would be fit, and then the other wouldn't, and vice versa. So I think that was with Wilshire. And you look around the time then; it was Kazola he had in there with him before that, and we didn't ever really four two three one, which was the kind of flavour of the month for a while. We didn't ever really play that. No, no. we were more of the. You had the four three three. And before that, everyone loved a four four one one. I think Arsenal played it in the year they won the Invincibles, and then Fergie loved it as well. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. could drop someone like Berbatov in slightly deeper. So I think he was just never going to have that. And I think the way he went past a man, maybe Wenger thought he'd have been underutilized. It's quite depressing that we should have Wilshire in his peak powers in this tournament right now. Weird, yeah, yeah, weird <laughs> four, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, him and Gerard were supposed to be the two together that were going to. In your mind, he's only forty, isn't he? In, in your yeah. mind, and he's early thirties. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, onto the game, Saka gets man of the match. I think if we'd done it as a topic last week, and it is easy to say now, if you'd asked me an England player that was going to make a name for themselves will be a breakthrough player. Saka would probably have been the one I picked because Bellingham is already held to a certain Mm. standard and it benefits from very few people watching the Bundesliga in that we don't see the highs and the lows. Yep. And with Saka, there's still a weird thing with him. And I've used it with Ben White, but it's different to Ben White. Saka, there seems to be an appreciation that he's a good player. But when you actually... If you were to go through the wingers in the league and you were to say list off their kind of key trait, and if you were to look at someone, I mean, if we were just 
he he isn't like a Neymar, like he's going to bamboozle you with flicks and tricks. And he's not a Rashford where he's pure power and he's going to... But his whole thing is basically he isolates the man, he stands him up and then he drops his shoulder and he and he beats the man. And so I think there's a certain level of underappreciation because he doesn't have the highlight reel that some of the other wingers in the league do. He doesn't have the goals that Sterling has. He doesn't have the assists that say I don't have an example in this in this moment, but you know what I mean. Yep. And he's he's not as flashy as someone like Grealish. And so I wonder if from the outside perspective, because if you looked down the comments yesterday it was how Saka started and not Foden. Yes. Seems weird anyway though, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was still, it was into late last season where people would actually confidently say Saka was better than Sancho. And it was, I don't know how much we needed to see for this before people would confirm it. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you ask a lot of people going into this tournament who's better, Saka or Sterling, people would ignore what they've seen this season and would would still say Sterling. Yeah, he's he's not had the... um... The reputation the others ones have, no. has he? Um, but even like, if you compare, I don't know if it's um, just how aesthetically pleasing he is. If you asked the casual fan, everyone seems to love Smith Rowe. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, your yeah. everyday fan seems to love Smith Rowe hmm. because everything he does just looks so silky. Yep. Even his finishes just. The, we always say about Berbatov, don't we? He never put any more power on it than he had to. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Smith Rowe looks like that, like the finish against Chelsea where he just kind of touches it into the mm-hmm. corner. I don't know what it is with Saka, but I thought... was Foden played the first game last tournament against Croatia and Saka came on yeah. and then he started every other game until the final. Yeah, because did Foden pick up an injury? I mean, no, right, he didn't. He, he came off. I thought he came off with a knock and then... Didn't. I don't even know if it was. I think it may I've, have been a tactical or yeah, it could have been I, I thought way. it was a knock and then Saka came on. But again, I, I thought Saka was the better fit. I think there's a fair debate if you want to say who's the better player. I would Again, I would probably fall down on the side of Saka, but I, I think it's a, a close one. Um, but I think for this fit for England, I think Saka is quite clearly Yeah, the and best. I don't think there's anyone that we can bring in that's going to do the same. There's, a, there's an odd comparison to Salah with Saka, I think, in, in a way that... Coming in off that right hand side, where you go, uh, have you said the highlight reel probably wasn't that impressive, but he's quick, he's direct, he's strong. Um, and as Saka's gone on, he's got more direct towards. It sounds very, very reductionist, but getting goals and assists, getting as in getting in positions where I'm going to be the guy who finishes does this move or pass it on to the guy yeah. who does. Whereas before, I I always felt. He may have played a part in this goal, but you, you couldn't really see it. Whereas now, obviously, we, we got two goals today. But well, even with if you'd Salah, have had something else more, as he goes on, he may not score again, but he'd been directly involved in goals. I imagine from the first play of the game, he got it his man, mm. and he looked. Mm. And I think I saw someone tweet like two minutes in. This is a sucker man of the match performance. Mm. Like you could see, yeah. and he did it when he came on against Germany. And physically, he looks good as well, well yeah, which yeah. I think is significant because how often does he look run down and he had too many games? Yeah. You say about um, Salah, there's a thing where people will talk like it's a coincidence when I say like, you know, people just seem to bounce off him. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's a clear thing. It's the way you position your body in the challenge. And Saka has got stronger as well, by the way. Yeah. If you look, if you just physically look at him, he, he looks... Um, this year, like he's paid attention to that. And for, by the way, so is Rashford. 
I don't think he's had the same opportunities that Saka's had, but he's had the same sort of thing where he said, okay, I'm going to make myself stronger. I can bounce off players a little bit more. Um, Rashford both just looks that. like he's standing taller. Like, it's... Mm. A, I mean, he's got a bit of confidence, confidence is, is, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds very... Um, like an obvious thing to say, but even just the way he carries himself does look different this season. But Saka, we're what? We're... One nil up at the time. He scores second. Yes, he yep. scores second yep. from the corner. Maguire is heads it. He's got three players around him. He knocks it down, and then Saka. He's probably not going to hit a ball like that for the next two three years. <laughs> if in terms of, I don't even know if when he left when it left his foot, he would have thought. Because it wasn't like a true strike. It's a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one yeah. Where it wasn't he probably like he hit thought, it clean, but it was always going to go in. It was a weird. I bet he thought it was going over when it left his foot. Mm, yeah, very. And odd. then it flies in top bins, and mm. I like it. And Declan Rice is a good example of this. When the players seemingly acknowledge what a peach it was on the field, yeah. And Rice's yeah. eyes are like wide, and he's like <laughs> looking. He at can't him believe like, what just yeah. happened. Yeah. And then, so that's two goals Maguire's already been involved in. And he, yeah, let's, let's face it, he's been a nightmare for them off corners. He's been an absolute nightmare. And yeah, you know, maybe a better team will be better prepared for it, but he's already been... And that's really how he made his name in this squad. Yeah, yeah. I think people do... And we talked about set pieces the other week, and I think it is probably underestimated the fact that this guy is a big lad who can attack every ball. We saw him described as Shaq in the paint after about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, as long as the delivery is on point, then you're going to have half a chance of him. And Trippier was, from Deadpool at least, was delivering balls in. From his uh, outfield play, wasn't quite the yeah. same. But uh, from the delivery from dead balls was it, fantastic. It might help. And I don't, I don't know how you feel about this. I feel like... The way Shaw's performing on the left, that Trippier is very much Southgate's guy at right back. He got the captain's armband when um, Kane went off. Yep. And so if Walker comes in, I don't think it's at the expense of either of those two. It's going to be interesting, that, isn't it? And so my, well, my thinking was maybe it will benefit him and Saka if they, if they were both subliminally aware this is our shirt now and they can build an understanding between them because in the few games, I think they've played two, three games together. Reese James and Saka seem like they clicked. Yep. And yep. if we were coming into this tournament with those two down the right-hand side, that would have been cash money. Yeah. yeah. But those two look like Trippier's passing seemed off anyway. So it wasn't just him and Saka that the issue was. No, no, no. But then when he was pumping it in from corners, it was spot on. And now our crosses into the box from early. There was the reverse pass from Sterling into yep. yeah. Saka, which he pulled across and Mason Mount nearly scored. There was the cross that Maguire hit the bar with. There was the Kane one that ends up with the keeper being smashed. Yeah, 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 yeah. From early on, there's a big thing. It doesn't need to be the most perfect ball, but even an imperfect ball from Trippier, Kane, Saka... Our build-up was unbelievable in, in all of those moves. I think it was great. I, I think if we saw it from another team, we'd be talking, we'd be waxing lyrical about how how they're playing. So, um, yeah, and it was with Kane dropping in and and playing his part, which we all, when we're struggling, we will criticise. Yeah. But when it's coming off, he's perfect for that role. 
that that um, that stunning ball behind the back, the reverse pass was unbelievable. I mean, top yeah. top draw. Sterling, I saw people saying after he gets his goal and he gets the third goal, doesn't it? Mm. Um, you know, people do this for every tournament. They say that Sterling shouldn't be in the squad, and then he comes in and he does this. It's it's two tournaments he's done this with. Fair play. I mean, it's one in a bit. I'm not having that we were going into 2014 and we were slagging him off, and no, 2018 no. and we were slagging him off, and then he's he's proved everyone wrong. I I really do think I think the man um, gets some empty calories in for sure. When you look at it, um, you can you can have a game where he's got the score sheet. You think, was he good at this game? I don't think he was good. Um, it's a nice finish from him for the goal, and that's very much his really, kind really good. of finish. And as Rio said on the commentary, and I think I said it before him, that uh, as long as you don't have to think about it too much, then he's probably the guy. Genio style. We said there's no player in football that we would less back when through on goal. Mm. that yeah, Raheem yeah. Sterling yeah yeah absolutely. if you're going through on goal and a bloke says you can win a million if he scores this or but we take your life if he loses yeah it's on he's the last guy chance. yeah 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 where some there's Stuck like the outside of his foot out and it was a nice finish wasn't it yeah so um, kind of Giroud style mm. McKenny and mm. Ramsey getting into yeah, it Juve yeah. uh, boys um, yeah Jude Bellingham gets the first goal not the goal we would have expected from him really a good goal glancing header a, a across really well worked and a good header he early on I thought he had some ropey touches some loose touches maybe yeah. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. when we're playing football like that then players are going to lose it more like Saka lost it a few times but when you're playing with the adventure that we were you're going to lose it sometimes the America coaching Jordans is is so American <laughs> <laughs> you've got the yeah, Jays sorry we're watching USA yeah, Wales you've got the Jays on with the cargos um yeah, you're going to lose it at some point. Saka, I think, lost it. Um, we tried to beat someone when we were trying to press back from a corner and they had a counter-attack. But that is going to happen at points if you are mm. playing in the way we were playing. Yeah. Bellingham seemed to settle after about 20 minutes. And I don't think he was in a position where he was controlling the game because I don't think that was what he was being asked to do. I think Declan Rice was being asked to do that. And the fact we finished with 78% of the ball, it was 81% right until the end where they had a couple of counter-attacks. We weren't really asking for our midfield to dictate the ball like that, were we? They were very much being facilitators. Yeah, I felt Bellingham still showed probably not the full Arsenal, but he he was showing a a fair amount of it, carrying the ball, passing the ball. Uh, Obviously, the goals... um, Probably not always what we would expect from him, but arriving late and getting a header on the ball was was nice. He, yeah, he he's got a bit of everything. Yeah. It's just a case of what he's going to become. Is he going to become more defined, or is he just going to be an all rounder anyway? And if he has got a bit of everything, that that's pretty impressive. A lot of everyone's lineups beforehand, I think, in all of the Sky ones, in pretty much if anyone was picking a five-two-three lineup. It was Rice and Bellingham in yeah, the middle. Yeah, yeah. From what we've seen, do you think there's enough in there to control and protect as a midfield with just those two? That's a good or, question. Or do you need someone else in there? Because I don't think Bellingham comes out the team, but do you think that if we were playing and say we were going to the 5 2 3 against, say we had Germany again, and we can't draw them in the last 16, but say that's what we were doing, yep, we were redoing yep. that game. Can they do the same job that Rice and Phillips were able to do? It's a good question. I, I think they can, but I think we'd have to see it. I don't think we have any evidence to suggest that. I think you'd be going on a bit of a whim. Would we need 
to dominate the ball more because with those two we've been um, content to say we've got lightning down the flanks we're going to let you have more of the ball and we're going to back ourselves do you think we could do that with those two in there or is there not enough protection and I don't actually know the answer so it isn't a loaded question yeah you might be right we might be going to the um, the old England way where we go we don't really recognise international football where it's a little bit more possession based um, and our inability to retain the ball we end up just running a lot more than we should we don't retain possession get more stretched get more tired and we end up ultimately coming a cropper uh Potentially, I think Rice and Benning both have more potential to grow than we probably know really at this yeah. point. Um, I think Phillips is probably an easier fit in terms of automatically just throwing him in. But uh, when you consider his fitness issues and if he hasn't played yet, I think uh, his injuries probably save Southgate a decision really. I think we may be more likely to see a Conte-style system where Phillips comes in with Bellingham and Rice and Saka gets sacrificed for, yeah. and it's Sterling up top with Kane. Yeah, I think you could be right and I think that would be to our detriment because I think we'd be inviting pressure on us too much. As much as I understand the recognition to um, try and control it a little bit more in the midfield, I don't think we would and I think we'd end up yeah too defensive, too static. Too many sideways moves, which I felt we didn't have today, but it's difficult because it's a run and they were probably worse than we expected. Yeah. Um, but we could quite easily just become too many sort of right angle rays and not trying to play it forward. Yeah. Uh, Bellingham became the first player born in this century to score at a World Cup. Really depressing, that. Horrible. Jordan Pickford didn't have much to do. Um, no. Does concede two, which I'm sure he won't be happy with. The penalty... I mean, the two penalty decisions are mental. Yeah. When, yeah, yeah, when, yeah right. If you played them alongside each other, the one of them that Maguire doesn't get in comparison to the one that they do get, which I still don't even know which challenge the penalty is given for. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. <laughs> it's, and I think they'll get away with this is like with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> less questions will be asked by the fact that we've still scored six. So it was inconsequential. Yeah, we won't kick off about it, will we? Because no. But we, we said it with Klopp, didn't we? And we would always say this. You lose and you complain. You're, sore, you're a sore loser. If you win and you complain, so you won the game, what the hell are you moaning about? Yeah, yeah exactly the same. Yeah. And so I, I don't know what you can do other than ask the question. I would, I've not seen that he has. I would like Southgate to at least put that you know, Jose would do that, where he would raise a question and just so you know it's on the referee's mind in the next yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he has to bring this up and squeeze it a little bit. So the next game, we in a 50-50, we've got a better chance of getting it. I, at club management level, how often do those things work out for you? I think quite a lot. I think the amount of times you try and squeeze the officials and the next one, it'll probably work out for you. I think it probably does work yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and then... Elsewhere on the pitch, um, our bench options were a big thing. So Saka gets his second goal. He has a nice one where he cuts inside. He just keeps shimmying and they basically, it basically says, if you're going to give me in, space, then yeah, sure, I will. And it's 4-0 at that point. 4-1, Taremi scores from a breakdown, a breakdown at the back actually before. And Maguire will probably get the blame. Stones could be yeah, stronger harsh. with the second ball mm. and I'm not sure there's a lot Pickford could do. Nope. But at that point, 
the substitutions come in. Eric Dyer comes in for Harry Maguire. How much is it as simple as if John Stones gets injured, Ben White comes in? You or might be right. Is it because I don't? Because where does Connor Cody come in? All of this, it's like, he doesn't, does he? Eric, yeah. I was, I'd feel more confident with Cody coming in than with Eric Dyer. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, whilst I agree with the the premise that some centre halves are a fit for the other, if you basically if we had tomorrow in a knockout game. Harry Maguire got injured, and we—I think we both accept that he probably plays for his area presence, uh, other things he brings. If you got to take him out, I'll still bring Ben White in over Eric Dyer, yeah, yeah. kind of the, because even though he's not the most perfect fit in terms of replacement, he's still a better player than him and a better defender. He's—he's he's more aggressive than. It's not like I feel like it's being treated like Dyer is reliable but limited, where in truth he's limited but not reliable. No. Uh, it, it's it's strange to me because I think if you were to get a coaching report from Arteta, and I think we saw it in the documentary, one of the things that Ben White is praised for is his controlled aggression and his knowing of, and I'm not going to make a whole Ben White's been our done by podcast on this because there's enough uh, evidence to go off. Every uh, podcast we've yeah. done is basically that. But I don't think, as you said, I don't think it's as simple as We've got these two caveman defenders that yeah, 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 yeah. I head the ball away, I give the ball to yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy on the side. I think Ben White can head and kick as well. I think he can do that. Yeah, and it's may maybe um the channels and things could skew it, but last season he won more aerial duels than Gabrielle. And Gabrielle is considered the Maguire of that duo. The more dominant, yeah. Yeah. So I I do wonder, um, I do wonder if maybe the fact that he's been playing right back this season has put him off. I, I don't really know what goes on in his head, to be fair. But mm. Eric Dyer is just one of them where a guy went on one of the uh, the official England channels page and you know, they were getting callers on. And he said, you know, I've just, just managed to get this one to sleep. Um, they've been crying all night. Uh, they've probably just seen that Eric Dyer's in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. And he's cut off fairly quickly. Eric, Eric Dyer, for anyone that either isn't a Spurs fan or maybe does, doesn't watch him, I don't understand what's giving you this... Uh, I think even Spurs fans, really. No, and I think when we spoke to Sean and we had him on it, he basically said, well, he was in good form and then he got the England call-up. And ever since then... It has been weird, yeah. He's yeah. just been stinking yeah. the place out. But even when he got I think he's shown up for his career, though. You have spurts of a month or two months of decent form and he will basically revert to the mean... It, um, that's kind of been what's happened with him. He didn't come back into the England squad as a okay. You've just kind of he came. He started the first game he was back for. Mm. Yeah. So it was clearly. Uh, well, I mean, once he's back, he's got his shoes off. <laughs> he's he's he's. How many is it? Last World Cup, we were debating if he should start midfield. Oh, what a horrible time. But what I was, I went through because him or Henderson. So I, I think that's probably a decent. Pretty easy decision. Eric Dyer says Ramsdale's been winding him up that his penalty against Colombia wasn't very good, hmm. which means Ramsdale is definitely getting the blame if Eric Dyer misses a penalty, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was speaking to Sean about it and I said, okay, so what position was he fifth? That probably says a lot about the rest of the team that Eric Dyer was the fifth choice in that situation mm. <laughs> to be taking a penalty. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We, we've spoken about 
kind of calamity defenders and that never goes out your system. Does Eric Dyer just not have the reputation in the mainstream? I, I, I don't know because you usually don't get the opportunity to, to prove people wrong. Well, look, we're... I'm presuming from what you said to me earlier, we're going to come on to a Trent conversation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have this slightly weird thing where with, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but limited players like Dyer, we kind of feel like they're more reliable than people who are a bit more expansive. Even than someone like Ben White, who's obviously a better yeah. player, who's clearly better. And I actually think more reliable. It's well, not like a, I don't think there's really any debate about that. But because Dyer is, you have a kind of, uh, quality attributed to you that if you're not quite as good as them, you're slightly more reliable at the basics, which might not be true. The no. the more expansive, better player might be better at those those sides of the game, and also slightly better at the more basic side of the game as well. Well, it's like reducing someone like Ertzel and saying that he couldn't play a simple pass because he can do mm. these grand mm. passes. Yep. And we we can get onto that conversation now. It's about to order a Perry. Since when was it three pound delivery for for a cloth grill? <laughs> Even done dirty, my that friend. That extra pound suddenly looks a lot more offensive as well. Cost of um, living. So Trent was interviewed by, I believe, ITV yesterday? Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. the interview was released yesterday. Yes. yes. And he was quizzed in the course of this interview and asked, what do you think your defending's been like this season? He was also asked, do you think you can be trusted in a big game? That's crazy. And Trent looks, I mean, he plays it off quite well. Yeah, 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 agreed. And which is probably why they think they can get away with it, to be mm. honest. Yeah, probably true. Um, he answers it and says, "Look, if you go through my career, is it?" And I see both sides on that point. I would say we, well, we said your system is tailored to suit Trent because he is the outlet that he is. And but if he was terrible, would we have had any success? No. Probably so, not. System player is used as uh, it, was, it would be used for any player that played for the Patriots for a while. Yep, and it's yep. used to your detriment. And it's essentially outside of this system, you would be no You'd good. Be terrible. Yeah. And yeah. does a system player apply when you're basically the player the system exists for? Mm-hmm. Like the system exists because of Trent. Trent doesn't exist within the system, mm-hmm. so it is different in, in that sense. And Trent. Basically, says, I think I'm better in the big games. I think this, this, and his answer really is, it doesn't matter because I mean, let's go through that squad. Let's grill Con. Let's grill Jordan Pickford. Let's go right from the back. Let's yeah. grill Pickford. Yeah. Let's grill Dyer. Let's grill Mason Mount. Mm. Let's yeah. go right through this squad yeah, yeah, and say, yeah. should you have scored more this season? If you said to Sturdin, what's your finishing been like this year? But uh, not great. <laughs> and. This thing... I don't know if they would do it with anyone other than Trent, would they? In this squad, no. personally. And it's it's because you can get away with it. It's You can make enough jokes about someone and once you become the the butt of the joke, you kind of just settle into that role. It's, I, mean, it's, it's, I mean, to an extreme, it's the conversation of um, you go into prison for the first time, you go in there and you just deck the biggest bloke in there. And Trent... Unfortunately, I don't know how he would do this. Has gone radio silent because he, he does the thing, doesn't he? Where, well, I, I just don't acknowledge it. I just get on with my own game. Mm. And because of that, people have got very comfortable and insulted him. And I do think there's a difference between us as fans doing it, uh, between someone even just doing it to his face. I don't think, uh, no, we, we talk, I don't think they would 
even address this conversation with anyone other than Trent. I think this sort I of think Maguire gets it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Probably uh, him and Maguire yeah. is probably the comp. But even the thing with that is, like, I don't know how you can answer that and come out of it in the right way, other than what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't really have a late son, do you? No, and it's. Because if he goes, well, I'm an elite defender, you go, well, that's not quite true, is it? Is it no, true? No, and he's correct. I will be deemed as arrogant, even he if he says, was, or whatever. I can have three instances where I defend really well, and if there's an instance that I can do better, unfortunately, that can result in a goal, and the game could be Trent defending really badly that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably true. And keepers get a letter for that. Hmm? Like, I've yeah. seen it, I've seen it personally with Ramsdale, I've done it. Pickford has had it for God knows how long. And it can be, well, he played really well other than that. I mean, I keep using Spurs as an example. We beat Tottenham 3-1 in the season and the narrative coming out of it was, but if Spurs had connected those passes... <laughs> yeah. And it, we don't apply, well, if Trent defended that one better, then outside of that, he had a great game. Mm. Now, I, I, I've seen a lot of the attraction interviews got and I... You know, a lot of the four counts kind of felt like it was like an agenda or whatever. I, d- I don't necessarily think it's an agenda against him or the club, but I do think, as you said, they feel very comfortable with giving him questions about his defending that they would never do to someone else who, uh, and with all due respect, we've got some really good right backs, but Rich James or Trippier, they're not elite defensive right backs and they're really, really fucking good, but they're not without like fault. Um, Trent's issue in that sense is that he's been available. Yeah, 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 you're probably right. He's always been there, hasn't he? So um, that that's part of it. But yeah, Maguire is probably the comp, like as you said, where they feel comfortable enough that you can call it out. But it, it does seem it does seem crazy to me where they wouldn't go to Mason Mount. Should you have scored or created more? Should you have scored more if you were Raheem Sterling? You go. Should you have your finishing have been better for Chelsea? But to outright ask Trent how well have you defended this year? It does seem a little bit weird. Even with Maguire, we had it recently and I can't think which... It may have been BT and it feels a very Jake Humphrey thing to do. Where I seem to recall yes. either they missed yeah, a game right. and it was, well, see, this is what can happen. These yeah. players are under yeah. so much... I know what I was going to say before. Doing it to their face is, is weird. We critique boxers and fighters and even footballers I, and I'm sure someone can prove me wrong, I think outside of Rio Ferdinand in what would have been maybe one of my first ever tweets at about 15 years old, I don't think I've ever added a footballer with abuse. Genuinely, I don't think I've ever mentioned them because there's a difference between critiquing them and even there's a difference between, it sounds weird, I mean, I've said countless things about Lacazette, which if you did the thing where... I'm on a TV show and you say, you said this and you're reading it out. You know what Piers Morgan was doing to Andrew Tate? And I'm, yeah. I'm no Andrew Tate <laughs> on the record. So when you read it out and you're like, you said this, mm. where it would read horribly. I think there's a difference between asking them and them having, not being able to log on to their own social media and see that. It's not a, well, even- I'm a big man, I'm saying it to their face. You're not saying it to their face. And even if you had the opportunity to say it to their face, why would you? Trent is not going to defend better because IT is, ITV has said to yes, him, exactly. you could be a better defender. Exactly. Do you not think that? And there is a difference between me and you doing it and uh, 
ITV doing it. There is a difference. Uh, whether they like that or not is you sticking it on someone. Is for well, a different Gary thing Neville to used to do a random it person. I remember Gary Neville when he first came on, and even if early days when he would critique Trent, he would critique Trent and he would say, "Look." He's done this wrong and he's done it because he shaped his body up the wrong way here, which allows the runners to go down this side and then he's not positioned correctly to be able to make the tackle. That's a lot different between, oh, you know, I don't think you can trust him in a big game. But he has also peddled that narrative, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he is I mean, probably chiefly responsible for we can't trust him in a big game compared to these other players who, by the way, haven't played in the big games that Trent has played in. Um, I do think his words have carried that sort of weight, which well, I don't necessarily know that's by design. I don't think he intended to do no, that. No, Sky has happened. had an article up on their website before the game finished against Tottenham mm. saying, Gary Neville, Southgate could not trust Trent in Wasn't a big game. Wasn't it like game. he'll let us down in a knockout game or something? It was like, well, the thing was, in that first half, pretty heavy. it was Perisic and Sessegnon, I believe, down his side, and they were getting the better of him. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the form you were in and Spurs had a bit between their teeth for about 10 minutes. That is going to happen. Like, whoever you would say, I think if you did a poll on who the best right back in the league is, Cancelo is probably going to win that vote. It's going to be Cancelo or Reese James. And now, the funny thing with Cancelo, he ended up that one weekend yeah. basically being called, oh, basically he's Trent, yeah. but he just didn't get exposed to it, which is probably harsh on him. He's probably yeah. a little bit better than Trent defensively, but and then people called it anyway. I mean, Reese James, he's going to get a let off because Chelsea have been shit this season and he's been injured, but go through the goals conceded when he's been on the pitch and it doesn't read for pleasant reading either. No. no. Um, so that's going to be a thing right, right the whole way through. It just seems counterproductive to bring that in when the whole thing with Southgate was, you know, we've got the media on side, we've got this, we've got yeah, that going yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah. And then you're sitting down, Trent, who doesn't know he's going into an interview like that. It's not like one where... It also looked like he got caught blind a little bit as well. If you looked at his reaction, it looked like he wasn't expecting that. Yeah, well, you can usually tell by the smiles, can't mm. you? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you... And Sterling's a good example. I think if you braced it, then I think I think you could rile Sterling up, as we've seen, and he's reacted certain ways to the questions before, and quite rightfully where they've been stupid questions, and he'll say, like, what do you want me to do? Or what this or that? Yeah, or yeah, I disagree with what you're saying. And when you've been caught like that, there isn't a lot you can do, because if he reacts, it's going to be... That, if he says, I don't defend, it's going to be... Trent admits he can't defend he's got no confidence there's nothing he can really do in that situation other than answer the way he did and I think he answered no I was, he did. I was surprised how well he dealt with it actually I, I did think he dealt with it the, way, the best would, way you can I would say from what we've seen today I don't think he gets minutes this tournament no, no I, I've I don't think he gets do you think he gets any no. I mean, because, really garbage minutes? No, because I, I think... Better than today would have been garbage minutes. Well, exactly. I don't think. And I think the last game is going to be... Carl Walker's going to be used yeah. to get yeah. some fitness. Yeah. And then I think at that point, if Carl Walker's not playing, then Trippier's going to be playing. So I, I think we said, didn't we, though? It's 26-man squad. Him and Madison. I, think I don't think I, Ben White gets many minutes either, by no, the way. I think they're 25 and 26. Ben White might be 24. Yeah, yeah. He, he might be, yeah. It's 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 going to be like that, and unless one of them gets injured, 
even then, ooh, whew, USA one nil up. E- even at that point, if Trippier gets injured, I think you're changing your system if Trent comes in, and that's the issue for how mm. brilliant he is. If we were going to use him that way, when we did the podcast a year ago, and I was saying Bellingham and Rice should play together in every friendly now from now forward. Yeah. If we were going to be using Trent properly, then a year ago it should have been who can we get in the right centre-back slot next to Trent that can cover him as he goes forward? Because you... Ajoma Gomez isn't in the squad. Obviously, what are we going to do? No. For, as good as, <laughs> for as good as Trent is, it's not slagging him off to say you need to make certain allowances to get the best out of him in your team. And I don't think we are prepared to do that. I do... I do actually think Gary Neville's right in that Southgate would think playing Trent is an issue and that he'll cost him in yeah. the tournament. And it's not like Trent's come in in a, in a worldier form. If he didn't trust Trent when he was coming in off the back of Champions League wins and Premier League titles, then he's not going to trust him now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've said on here before, haven't I, that I don't think, if Richie was fit, I don't think he made a squad. I don't think you trust him anyway. I felt, he was probably picking him to stop being asked a question about him. Yeah. I think it's the same with Madison. I, I think he'd been sick of being asked, yeah, yeah. am I going to pick Madison? So if I offer him in 26 months, I'll probably never play him. Yeah. And uh, with both of them, it's the same thing. And the bench options then, we have Marcus Rashford, who came on to become only the fourth substitute to score for England at a World Cup. That's and the first start. since Steven Gerrard versus Sweden in 2006. Fucking so what we've been saying how deep our squads have been the last couple of years, not a single substitute's made a difference. Or not to that extent. I think Grealish Jeez. came on against Germany and got an assist. But they've they've not... We've certainly no. we've been bringing strikers on and they've been doing niche. Mm. Yeah, that's a great start. Um, Rashford, I think, his first touch is to fake out the defender and his second touch is to put it in the back of nice the Nice finish, yeah. Yeah, really composed. Should we read anything into... Rashford coming in on the right or was it just a case of getting minutes for these players I think so on this occasion I think it was um, it was Grealish on the left and because you're not going to play Grealish down the right I think it is Grealish he's basically carved out that position for himself down the left so I think you're going to have to play him and everything else will fit around it so yeah I think it was to get minutes into everybody who was coming on and arrest the players who were starting nice composure um, for Rashford for the finish really nice I, I'm I'm in agreement with you that I would probably start him over Sterling um, all things considered yeah um, but Sterling was okay today so that will probably yeah. keep him in and then I mean the other subs Phil Foden came on in the midfield role that people were campaigning for. He didn't have a, a bad time. I don't think he did enough where if we keep the same system, Southgate's going to have any reason to say, well, I'll get you in over Mason Mount next time around. I think you've got to do a lot to get in over Mason Mount for him. He had, I think to make an impact, he'd have had to go and find the ball, which then would have had him out of position and then he would have been penalised for that. Maybe... But and you'd also have the thing where we were already leading. I also, so why it's easy for you to do that against three 0 up against the run. I don't think Mount had the game of games. No, no, no. But I thought there was a bit more presence in there, even just from a, a physicality standpoint. When you compare him and Foden, that's half the reason he's in there. Yeah, I, I, you have to carry in this system if you're doing a six and two eights. 
I was going to say, it might sound really stupid. The eight isn't a 10 for a reason. You do have to have some level of defensive responsibility and yep. it's, it's whether Foden is um, offering that for you. I would like to see him in that role personally, but um, I also know Southgate is always going to go for the safer option in that. And Mount is the safer option on the owners. He's the most sort of... Um, I, t- I don't know, sort of... Um, Was, I, I, circumcised isn't the right term, but uh, <laughs> circumcised 10 you've ever seen in your life. Just like, just safe. It's not the... He's a 10, but he's not really a 10. He's just sort of there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, he could give you something, but it's... he. We know with Gareth that he addresses players by their floor, not their ceiling, doesn't he? You go, well, your nice floor is only a... Yeah. Matt's floor is probably a five or a six. Foden's floor, or definitely Madison, floor might be really low, but his ceiling might be really high. Uh, and he'll go with the safer option. And for most positions, centre half, hold and mid, I can see why you would do that. I personally would go with someone, I would take, I would roll the dice a little bit more with the 10, but he won't. So yeah. we'll, we'll probably always go with the, uh, with Mount. Grealish, was he able to do enough to. No. No. Callum Wilson came on and these may be the only minutes he touches all tournament I guess yep. if things go to plan for Southgate then these are the minutes Wilson will get yeah <laughs> then he wouldn't he wouldn't need him because he's coming on to essentially spare Kane who did um, leave the mixed zone with the interviews in some ankle support that's but not great he was asked you're going to be alright and he said should be He's going to say that. Isn't uh, Maguire said the same, who he says was ill and not concussed. Mm. Um, bad that you can't tell the difference, to be fair. Um, His interviews are still the same. That's remarkable. <laughs> so for Callum Wilson, he has the chance. He's played through, I believe, by. Wasn't, wouldn't have been by Sterling. Maybe it was Rashford. Someone plays him through, basically. Yeah, who was Maybe it was Bellingham. Who did play him? Yeah, maybe. Someone plays him through. Yeah, nice ball. ball. And. He, he has a certain angle to which he can slide it near post. A striker of his calibre will certainly wouldn't rule that out. I reckon for Newcastle he would have. The unselfishness to cut it back for Grealish. Do you think he was maybe thinking of the bigger picture and thinking of if you miss that and you've got three players in the middle, maybe you're not getting minutes. Not that Southgate's you know, you're but in if you can show because that's a Kane move, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in being a facilitator, in Kane for England is as much a facilitator as he is a goal scorer, and maybe for Wilson doing that, it's not like he's picked out a cross like Kane does in the first half. But it's him showing, no, I can do a bit more as well, and maybe you can play the service together or or whatever. I personally think that's overthinking it a little bit. I, I don't think he thought about. It. I just think he thought for the best play in that position. And it was as well. It was exactly the right play at the right time. Um, because we see it sometimes. I can see why you, why you would arrive at that conclusion now. And you'll see this a lot in the FA Cup early rounds or the League Cup. And you're 4-0 up and a player who doesn't get many minutes. So we saw it with Reese Nelson. He came on and now he scored the two in their very close range. But later in the game, he has an opportunity and he shoots from about 20 yards out when he has no real reason to be doing that. But it's because, well, I'm not going to be here again. I'm not costing us the game, so... Why not? Get myself a yeah, memory or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think 
Wilson will have done his chances far better than even he could realise now in just that one moment. Because Agreed. immediately... Soon with the coaches. Yeah, immediately so. my timeline was saying, that's brilliant, that is. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. if it was one... Wow, if it was an XG of like minus whatever and he passes it, fair play. But the fact that there was a clear sight of goal and he still does pass it on, yeah, I think that's a very good look for him. Um, Especially, I I don't think you'd normally consider him to be that type of player. From And this feels really lazy if you're not watching him week in, week out. I think you'd think he was a goal scorer. And the fact that he had that awareness to play someone else in is um, shows he's got more to his game than probably a lot of people who maybe don't normally watch him probably think. Remember we had it and before he gets the goal, Salah had a chance where he could have squared it to Jota in the Chelsea game. Mm. And rather than the majority say, Salah going to pass to Jota there, it's, well, he was never going to pass there. And that's almost like an an excusing of it. Like he's a striker, what's he going to do? Yep, yeah, yeah. And Wilson probably could have got away with that. Yeah, especially that scoreline as well. He, yeah. he could have, for sure. So um, it was really pretty incredible level of awareness, actually, considering the context. Because pretty much fun. everybody would have had a shot. For Harry Kane, um, doesn't score in this no. game, despite scoring six goals. Um, he became the first English player to, sc- to record two assists in a World Cup match since David Beckham versus Trinidad and Tobago in 2006. Bloody hell. So, Southgate, if you could tell him that we would put six goals away and Kane doesn't score one, that's like dreamland, is it not? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. showing your depth. Because that was being questioned somewhat coming into the tournament. Mm. And it wasn't only Iran, but only Iran. We're watching USA and Wales now. If you put Iran against either one of these teams, I don't think there's a clear book favourite. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but- we're going to have this weird situation with Kane again though, aren't we now? Because he hasn't scored in that first game where he, was dropping he doesn't score in the next deep. one and the four and a half, yeah. it's going to be, well, is he is he struggling with confidence? Is he not scoring? Um, as long as he's playing like he did today, I think we'll be sound. He didn't, he didn't look particularly frustrated. No, no, I thought he looked absolutely fine today. I thought if this was a, a standard Spurs game where they were in good form, you wouldn't think anything of it. It's just because it's England and we're in a tournament <laughs> and you think, one our striker has to score. Um, that we'll we'll make a conversation about it, but uh, hopefully he can at least get off the mark against one of these two teams in that stage of the groups, um, so it doesn't become a whole thing that we focus on. Because as long as he can play his game, the rest of us can f- sort of fit around him. Well, we've got USA next. Um, if it stays like this, that would probably win you the group if you can yep, win for sure on Friday night. So Kane will be hoping he can uh, fill his boots there. He probably would have got one if we'd left him on, to be fair, but it was the fact he picked up a knock. Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Made um, sense. We do it that way. And I think Kane, like several strikers in the league, I guess Firmino's one, Jesus is one, they can impact a game by not putting the ball in the back of the net. And so yeah. it's not like they're being rendered useless otherwise. Any other narratives to pick up from the game before we just touch on the Netherlands one briefly? Uh, I don't think so. I think we were... It's probably as good as we could have hoped for, really. Yeah. I, I don't think there was... There's a fluidity to our attack that we hadn't seen for a little while, actually. Even from the jump, I actually thought the concussion for the keeper probably brought it up a little bit in a weird way. Um, but we still... We were able to get back on it straight away. Um 
Yeah. Whatever they've been doing in training has obviously been working. If you asked Qatar before their next game, if they want this Iran backup keeper or their own, do you think they'd take the swap? <laughs> yeah, I think they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's such a loose cannon, I think they'd take the backup. Because it is, it's so frustrating when you see what's clearly a shit keeper and a team that is refusing to just shoot at said keeper. Bizarre, I, isn't it? I forever mention Arsenal not getting one shot on target at Phil Jagielka in goal against yeah. Sheffield back in the early 2000s and it's like that is remarkable <laughs> and that's always the way that's always the way that these things work yeah whereas Ecuador seized on that Kazaki before yeah. we're gonna fucking yeah. put him under it yeah Netherlands against Senegal maybe not a game, the not a game of the tournament <laughs> no I actually think it was worse than the Qatar game yeah yeah agreed that first half, at least, with Qatar, I thought was entertaining. At least they gave us something like... Mm, yeah. At least be shit, basically. <laughs> if you're not going to be good, at least be shit. And... It, it was, was a nothing game. It was a lot of nothing. And then, as we said with the Senegal preview pod we did, <laughs> I think it was nearly 50% of their attacks go through Sadio Mane. And when Sadio Mane isn't there, you're asking... Ishmael Assar to be Sadio Mane and we all due respect to Ishmael Assar we like him but he's not yeah yeah. that's like I can't think of a set example <laughs> it's yeah it's more like Al Hajjouf than, than Sadio Mane well yeah it's like someone coming into the City team like they can do something but they're not going to be De Bruyne yeah and yeah exactly exactly go be De Bruyne okay that's how it works in Netherlands, I don't think um, they were keeping anyone up at night with the way they nope. performed. No. What, Gakpo gets a goal late and then Davy Klassen, who it took me about 60 minutes into the game to go, how the hell is he playing? Remarkable, for, isn't it? Yeah. For the Netherlands. And um, I, mean, I think the only comment I made about him was he looked like Darnell, a big brother. That was <laughs> the only thing that was, that was coming to me. I think if you've got any player in your team and I'd apply this to our own that's played significant minutes for Everton you should be looking there's surely an upgrade we can have here (laughs) (laughs) I mean as a rule the Everton of now and even the Everton of then it's not like we're talking mid 2000s Everton where you've got some you've got some heaters in there this is like (laughs) we still don't even really know what formation Netherlands were playing I mean we're probably in a different way than we were for the England game in terms of level of focus and just the day longer in the day had gone by the time that game was on but yeah it looked a bit of a mishmash like it looked like Gakpo was playing more of a midfielder than he was a striker Frankie de Jong brought a level of uh, class to that institution but maybe when Depay is fit to start and they have a clear focal point things will be slightly different for them, but I don't see how much he was changing No, by that. No. Senegal are better than Iran, but we did what we were supposed to do. And yeah. the Netherlands really, really struggled because even before the goals they scored, I don't remember them having these worldly chances that they were squandering. I think there was the one where De Jong takes too many touches. I think probably as it's suspected with... Um with Netherlands they've got two thirds of a good team don't they yeah but that final third I, I certain the big games I think you really question where it's coming from where's the quality 
Yeah. Now, I don't mean to uh, be too rude here, but I just had the notification to say my chicken is en route. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't want us to be in a particular circumstance when that arrives and be uh, mid-sentence. So we've got the England game done. We've got the podcast done. Um, we'll see if anything else pops up during the week as to um, what I or we do or whatever. But thank you for listening. Hopefully, when is the USA? When's the Wales game? Is that next Monday? Tuesday, isn't it? Tuesday, okay. I, think. I was wondering if um, it was going to clash with um, that. So No. No, so we will speak about the USA game come Monday's podcast. So thank you for listening. We'll be back. Adios. <laughs>